as more people get COVID, and it's estimated that one in five households in the province has somebody who has been positive, what do we know about long COVID? Not for everyone. Is this a bad cold or a flu or even a temporary stay in hospital? For some, pain, fatigue, brain fog all persist. And sometimes the symptoms just never go away after the initial infection. Occasionally, though, those that condition appears months after recovery or even after an asymptomatic case. So with so many people having recently been infected with Omicron, we really don't even know how many will in the future develop long-lasting symptoms, which is why research on long COVID is absolutely vital. Dr. Amy Proal is a microbiologist at the Polybio Research Foundation in California and joins me on the line. Welcome, doctor. Can you tell me what the leading theories are right now about what causes long COVID? Thank you for having me. Um, There are multiple theories as to what's causing long COVID. And one of the things that I would say a good number of researchers studying long COVID agree on is that the same exact thing might not be happening to every patient, right? So you may have some patients who just had a very severe case of COVID and were unfortunately in the ICU and need time to recover from all the inflammatory damage that happened from the acute infection, right? But then, as you mentioned, there are other patients who are getting a mild or an asymptomatic COVID infection, and they also go on to develop debilitating chronic symptoms. And so in those patients, a range of other factors may be contributing to those symptoms. And just a few of the topics that we're studying include, for example, the possibility that at least in some patients, the virus may not fully clear from all of their tissues. It may remain in what we call a viral reservoir in a low level state in tissue where it can continue to drive symptoms, obviously leading to problems. But there are other issues also being studied. For example, a recent study looked at patients and identified four factors that could predict to a point who might develop long COVID. And one of those was having another virus called Epstein-Barr virus, levels of the DNA of that virus in the blood. And what can happen there is that most of us harbor that virus. Most of us have that virus, many of us do, in our bodies. But immune dysregulation when you get COVID may allow it to move from a dormant or inactive state in your body to an active state where it can drive more symptoms. And then there's also the possibility that the immune system becomes dysregulated itself in patients with long COVID. So autoantibodies are being detected in patients with long COVID And those are antibodies that can target our own tissue. And then all of us have organisms in our guts or other body sites, communities of organisms that are called our microbiomes. And under conditions of health, those ecosystems are usually in balance, but it's possible that a COVID infection can throw them out of balance and that can lead to chronic symptoms. Those are just a number of the topics we're looking into. And one patient may have a couple of those issues happening or one, or of course, other issues that I haven't even described. And last, I should add that there is an interesting finding in long COVID, which is that the majority of patients tested thus far also have been found to have microclots in their blood, small clots that block the ability of the blood to circulate as well as it could throughout the body and might then prevent the uptake of oxygen from tissue. 
So that's another finding. So th there's a lot of different uh, directions of the research. Uh, do we need to reclassify it? Or, uh, do we have a problem with nomenclature here? Should we not call it long COVID? Is it is it too too many different avenues there? I think long COVID is an okay term for now. I, I think that down the road, there may be subsets of long COVID that we identify, but really what I think it's going to take to treat and best understand what's going on in patients with long COVID is we're going to need a personalized approach. We're going to have to take a particular patient with these long-term chronic symptoms that we are calling saying have long COVID. And we're going to say, ah, we can measure this and this and this and this, and you may have the following that is contributing to your symptoms. In the meantime, I think using the word long COVID is okay. You mentioned Epstein-Barr uh, as a pre-existing condition that many of us already have. What about something like asthma as a pre-existing condition uh, as a trigger for long COVID? Right. There was one study and they found that researchers, the researchers found that long COVID was more co common in older COVID patients with a history of asthma. So that is, you know, as a published research right now, we think we need to study that a bit more, but that was shown in a study. So it's something to take into consideration. Do we have any kind of scientific consensus on treatment for long COVID at this point? I think that if you consider the topics I mentioned, the possibility that some people may still have the virus, the possibility that the immune system may be dysregulated, the possibility that people have clots in their blood, from that we could infer that we will be looking more into antivirals or possibly whether or not the vaccine might be able to help people clear virus if it's still in their bodies. There's a team studying that right now but also obviously drugs that could modulate the immune response or anticoagulation, anti-clotting medicines that could break up the clots is something that's actively being studied as well. But I think it's also important to consider that right now, you know, while all of that still has to be tested and looked into more, one of the main things that you can do at this point in time is to just be very careful to not get COVID because there is still now a growing narrative that in which people are told maybe it's not such a big deal to get Omicron because the symptoms can be more mild or perhaps the course of the disease is more mild. But like I said before, we're seeing long COVID develop in patients who only had mild illness. And because of that, it's important for everyone to still be aware that when you get COVID, what you should be worried about, unfortunately, is not just uh, getting to the ICU, but also if you develop chronic symptoms. And to best prevent getting COVID, one of the things, most straightforward things that you can do is get a high quality N95 mask. Regular call-off masks do not block the virus nearly as well as a high quality N95 mask. And if people can wear that kind of mask as often as possible, it will prevent certain people from getting Omicron um, when they might otherwise would have. Dr. Prawl, appreciate your time. Great advice. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's the latest research on long COVID. And take that to heart, folks. You do not want to get it. And you hear this narrative. Oh, it's just a bad cold. We're just all going to get it anyway. Maybe we'll do it like a chicken pox party. I'll oh, get together and get COVID. Well, you hear the evidence there. There's a percentage of people that will have long-lasting symptoms and may develop symptoms even if they don't develop symptoms of COVID itself if they're an asymptomatic case that is so concerning.